Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danka. Willie Kang joining me as we take a look at some of these headlines investors will be paying attention to today. Of course, uh, stocks fell last night as we've been highlighting all morning. And you see an air of caution and anxiety ahead of the crucial jobs report that's due out later tonight. Yep, Elliot. All eyes are on the labour market now. So the focus here is on wage growth and participation rate. So economists who are polled by the Dow Jones are expecting the US economy to have created 250,000 jobs in August, unemployment rate to hold steady at 3.7% and wage growth to stay high. So I think all this are coming on the back of a, a more cautious stock outlook. That's why the market fell last night. And on top of that, you have some of the Fed Reserve officials coming out to say that the stance is that they still need to stick with higher rates in order to curb the inflation ahead of you know some of this um, crucial drops report, which will be due tonight. Mm. And it doesn't help that you got the IMF coming out to talk about cutting the growth forecasts for next year. They'll only announce that next week. Uh, so we don't have the exact numbers there. So that creates that anxiety. And then two companies in corporate earnings, uh, big companies, by the way, uh, forecasting weaker demands. So again, painting a, a rather negative picture. Yeah, so this really comes in line where while the on one hand you have the jobs report potentially growing better than expected. But on the other hand, we are also seeing corporate earnings forecasting for weaker demands. I mean, there are two companies here. One is Advanced Micro Devices, which is AMD. So they are a major um, semiconductor producer. So they make computer processors. And they issued a preliminary third quarter results, which are below initial guidance last night. And... The semiconductor company said that the gross margin are expected to come about 50%. So that actually dropped from its initial expectation of 54%. And this, the company cited that it's due to weaker than expected PC market and inventory correction. So okay. in total, sales were up about 29% since this last year over the same period, but it was down 15% from the last quarter. Mm. So that's AMD. Another one with some Levi's outlook was also clouded by a stronger dollar and they also said that they had some supply chain disruptions. So Levi Strauss, which is famous for their jeans, cut its full year profit forecast after missing its third quarter revenue last night and this also was driven by softer demand and a strengthening dollar. So shares were down, were trading down 6% last night and according to the company, consumers are shifting their focus away from their higher priced products and clothes due to the high inflation Mm, mm. and the CEO Charles Burke came on the earnings call and said that the company is now more cautious about its business in Europe also citing due to higher inflation and a higher energy cost. Yeah, nobody wants to buy jeans for a while, uh, sort of managing their books, right? Yep. Uh, Okay, since we are heading into earnings seasons, I can see that you've got a bit of a preview on what to expect for this uh, third quarter results. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting here, Elliot. On one hand, you have consumer companies showing some sort of caution. But on the other hand, it seems like according to a JPM analyst, banks are likely to report pretty solid third quarter results with JP Morgan, the bank itself, to mm. kick off their earnings next week. So a lot of the banks' earnings season will start on 14 October next Friday, which yep. 
with four of the six biggest US banks reporting results um, on that morning. So analysts are expecting good results from the group really driven by a higher interest rate environment. So that mm. banks are a beneficiary, you know, resulting from higher fee income, higher mortgage fees, so and so forth. Okay. Uh, so let's look ahead tonight. Of course, uh, we're all paying attention to those jobs numbers. The employment report, uh, what are we looking at here? Non-farm payrolls, unemployment rate data. Yep. So economists are expecting the US economy to have created 250,000 jobs in August, unemployment rate to hold steady at 3.7%, which growth to stay higher. So this all comes on the expectation of looking at the non-farm payrolls and the unemployment rate data. So these are the two big data which um, the market is closely looking out for. So this jobs data are an indication whether the labour market will remain robust and would also allow the Fed to determine whether they will continue their ongoing rate hike. Okay. What else are we looking at? So so basically, right, if we get a strong jobs report, that builds the base case for a more hawkish stance. Mm-hmm. But if uh, the jobs report is not good, then comes into question whether or not maybe they have to. But for sure, it's, we're most likely to get another rate hike in, in November. They've already indicated this. Yeah, I mean, the expectation is that rate hikes, could continue. I mean, November is one and it could also last till 2023. Yeah, yeah. The, the key thing here, Elliot, is, I mean, you, you see on one hand, you have a supply chain disruption yeah. in the global economy. So you have a lot of choke points here where prices are still remain high because of that demand. But on the other hand here, of course, you are also seeing that some of these consumer companies, they are also having some issues with lower demands here. Mm, mm. So that, there are some supply chain issues. On, on the other hand, you also are seeing, for example, like tech companies, they are also cutting their, their headcount, they are freezing their budget. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the way to the studio this morning and I know I was scrolling through my WhatsApp and, you know, friends are telling me that businesses are slowing down and, yeah. and all that. Because you see these, these large economies mm. and it comes back down to what the IMF MD Christiana Gorgieva was saying as well, right? You've got the world's largest economies, Europe, China, United States, they're already slowing down. We've been talking about this. So then you have dampening demand for exports from the emerging and developing countries. So everything is, you know, for, for, for these other countries, they're talking about, you know, food prices, energy prices, that's their priority right now. So because of that, you've got an entire ecosystem in a bit of a standstill, for lack of a better choice of words. Yeah, so the key word here, Elliot, I mean, the, the word is a potential stagflation yeah. where you have higher inflation and then slower growth. And yeah. that's really what you are seeing, you know, for example, in the UK economy, where you are looking at the, an economy where growth is slowing but inflation is going up. That's why you have the UK government initially coming out to say that, hey, you know, they want yeah. to do a tax cut. And on top of that, you know, they are, even though they're, they're trying to raise rates, but at the same time, you are also seeing the Bank of England intervening, buying the bonds, you know, in order to manage some of these pension funds. Yeah, that's another can of worms we're going to open there. Uh, but thanks a lot, Willie. <laughs> Willie Keg returns at <laughs> 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.